Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. <clears throat> Our assignment for this week. If you lose the spirit of repetition, your practice will become quite difficult. Shunruyu Suzuki. By popular request, we're returning this week to a practice of internal reflection. What usually happens to us when someone else is talking? Attention wanders to a judgmental thought, dismissal of the person's experience, rehearsal of our response, impatience to provide the answer or solution to the problem, eagerness to share a more extreme example of the content, desire to express an opinion, and more. As attention wanders, the ego scrambler leaps into operation and the centered human being is nowhere to be found. The e ego reacts in its self-centered, ineffectual ways and authentic communication is missed. Reflecting gives us the opportunity to step back from the knee-jerk ego impulse to give our opinion. We can listen, hear, take in what someone is saying without taking it on or taking it personally. The greatest gift we can give is attention. Listening, hearing, and reflecting allows someone to feel heard. From Don't Suffer, Communicate. As you interact with someone this week, give the gift of attention. Practice silently reflecting to yourself what the other person is saying as a way of being here. Reflect internally whether or not you respond to that person. Notice if this practice silences internal voices of ego. Notice if this practice interrupts ego from speaking for you. Notice your processes around practicing internal reflection. Above all, don't let self-hate assess or review how you do. If ego wants to talk, practice internally reflecting it. R.L. What fun practice to be doing on a holiday, huh? I know. All right, here's our first <laughs> caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Michael in California. Hey, Michael. Hey, Sharon. Um, this was great. And um, so I had an interaction with someone who's very close to me, and they were giving me some feedback, uh, not criticism, but a little bit sort of difficulty with, with how I had been communicating or behaving but delivered in a real, really sort of skillfully way, you know, owning their experience. Um, ah. but, but even with that, conditioning is just, you know, any little whiff of criticism. And, it's <laughs> um, and so it, it dropped in to do that internal reflecting. And I did that, and it just creates the space. Well, it, it's like it prevents conditioning from getting the mouthpiece and just, you know, blurting something out right away and just allow some space. And it's just beautiful. So, so Michael, you, you were actually doing that practice with the person while they were talking. You, you watched yes. that internal reaction and you went to this yes. practice with them. I couldn't tell if it was that or if you were reflecting what the ego voices were saying afterwards, but it was actually during uh -huh. the exchange. I was, yeah, I was internally reflecting what the other person was saying, and it feels like that gives me the space to just kind of pause and sit with mm. the information coming in 
and provides kind of time and space for things to settle within me so that when I do respond, it's, you know, without sort of being defensive. I think I probably talked a little bit about my process. Um, it just it just kind of <laughs> sort of de-escalates the whole situation, yeah. it feels like, so that two people can actually communicate. And, um, yes, uh, yes. You know, you're, so you're actually having a conversation instead of attack, defend, attack, defend, attack, attack, attack. Yes. Which is how it often goes. Yeah. Yes, because, you know, from a bigger perspective, I want to I want to get along well with everyone, with everyone on the planet. I want to find mutual solutions that you know work best mm-hmm. for everybody. And so, mm-hmm. how can I do my part to develop skills to help that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that. Uh, you, you know, probably most of us, just culturally, whatever our culture is, I think it's a human kind of thing. Um, you know, if we get upset over something, we get that kind of, well, why don't you sleep on it? Or the advice would be, well, um, okay, well, let me look at what you said and, and maybe we can talk about this later. You know, all of those count to 10 kinds of things that keep us, uh, <laughs> designed to keep us from just reacting, right? And in this, yeah. you could accomplish that in the middle of the conversation. You could create that space and that distance to be with the whole thing, the other person, all the various aspects of you, and um, and it could all be there in real time. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I can I can sense this story from conditioning of, well, you know, if you're not if you're internally reflecting them, then you're not going to be able to you know hear what they're saying and. But it's not my experience. The, you know, awareness no. seems really broad and skillful and kind of able to handle the situation. Yes, and I, I'm going to project that this was your experience as well, that you could be, that you were aware of a broader spectrum of possibilities that go with what the other person was saying. Right? So ego would like us to hear the other person through its filters. Uh-huh. But when everything is happening in awareness, there's a, a greater sensitivity, not just to you and what's going on with you, but to the other person. And that there, there could be a sense of, well, this is difficult for that person to say. There's a little uh, hesitancy of, little fear of what my reaction is going to be it's a it's a it's a kind of a threatening thing to offer somebody that kind of feedback Uh, they are projecting so I can know something about how they perceive the world that I might not have been able to glean otherwise there's just a a lot available to us Yes, yes, and what drops in as you describe that is really the precept of restraint and religious observance to, uh, yeah. you know, let the muddy waters settle enough so that there's clarity um, in the moment to see what actually might be relevant and appropriate to this moment. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it, because when somebody is giving us feedback, uh, you know, if somebody is, uh, you know, just pouring 
preys upon us. That's, <laughs> that's one experience which most of us don't have very often. Um, but say that we're, we're happening. You know, we, we, we're meant to believe that, well, you know, you'd certainly be 100% present for that, which is not really true. A lot of people have a great deal of difficulty accepting compliments. Um, yeah. You know, the voices in there going, well, what do they want? <laughs> you know, all that, that what they really yeah. mean is, or why is this? Um, so there's that aspect of it. Um, but when somebody is giving us difficult um, information possibly to hear, uh, having that perspective that you're describing really positions us to be grateful for anything mm. that helps us to see ourselves a little clearer. Not that what they're saying is necessarily true for or about us, but certainly what's going on with us as it's happening is going to be illuminating. Uh Uh-huh. Seeing what's going on with us as it's happening is illuminating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that that story you tell of... uh, somebody offering criticism or something, and you would say, um, well, I will look to see what is that is true for me. And uh, yeah. it has a little bit of, of that flavor also. I mean, not that I need to say that out loud necessarily all the time. But no, that's but you can know it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm, not just, I'm not just going to take in wholesale what everybody says about me. <laughs> I mean, it could even yeah. be true. And it's not your right. experience. I mean, it's certainly true for them, but it's not your experience. Right. And the assumption, of course, is if we're criticized, we'll want to do something about Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Big. All right. So much to it, huh? <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Sharon. It's good. Thanks, Michael. And it is so much to it, Cherry. It's just oh. layers and layers and layers. Mm-hmm. All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? <coughs> Hi, it's Catherine from St. Louis. Hey, Catherine. Hi. Um, well, this, this um, uh, practice of uh, internal reflection during, you know, while someone's speaking um, in an interaction uh, came in really handy for me uh, in a way I didn't expect. So last week, I went to a rally for voting rights, and um, I was glad to go. And the speakers were really um, stirring up the crowd, you know. And there was a lot of anger directed at a particular political report uh, party and particular people in that party, and. What, what I realized was that I was getting angry and upset, and it, it, when I noticed that, I became aware that it dropped in to reflect what the speaker is saying. And so I started, in, I started mentally just reflecting internally what they were saying, and I calmed down totally. Um, and just listened, and um, it, I wasn't upset. I wasn't angry at anyone. Um, and wh- the, it was really a gift because 
I want I want to I'm happy to participate in a, a public demonstration or to even participate you know in politics in a way um, if, but I don't want to hate I want to do it without hate and without anger and without fear mm-hmm. and that was the perfect way mm-hmm. it's that's so beautifully described right Catherine because I think what you're projecting is the way in which people are motivated or mobilized is by appealing to the to the hate because it's a very strong motivator and that's an ego place but realizing that where you want to come from is a place of love not hate and therefore to apply the tools that you know to use to keep you out of going to that place so you can participate from where you want to come from mm-hmm. yeah and that's really what the tool of, of uh, so so you you here you're listening to the rhetoric it's meant to appeal to uh, ego or that's what we project at any rate and so then you watch that ego come up that reaction come up you, you, you internally reflect in order to keep ego out of the process and then you can be there in what brought you there which is to care mm-hmm. and to participate and want to engage but you have the freedom to engage from that place of love rather than that place of uh, ego position or ego hate yes and then and as you were reflecting that the it was dropping in that the the experience then that I have is really um, uh, it's it's more of an authentic experience and it really uh, turns the tables on ego so ego um, ego will has a lot of stories about me and other people you know that I'm going to if I interact with those people I will be upset about something Um, if I go to that you know if I participate in that event well something will bother me (laughs) you know so it's like life can make life really small Mm -hmm. because I'm going to go if I go out and try to live live my life I'll be uncomfortable and it will be awful and that's the ego story and this this just takes the wind out of the sails there so precisely and what I hear you say right Catherine is a lot about how ego is ego gets very upset it lives on upset right that's why political rallies mobilize ego (laughs) right you get someone upset enough you can get them to incite them into violence so there's a way in which the the ego ego is saying a lot and you're right it's it's story it's 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 upset it's going to be uh uncomfortable whatever it says that's true about it that's true about it Mm -hmm. and so we we adopt that as who i am right i'm the one who gets upset i'm the one who uh uh, is going to feel uncomfortable uh, and so i can't do the things that will make me upset etc and what you realize with this movement that we can make through internal reflection is I have a tool whereby ego is out of the conversation and I can participate in my life authentically as authenticity I don't have to participate in life as ego and get Mm -hmm. upset or maintain positions or or retaliate or uh, be you know because I'm identified uh, be angry or uh, you know, not a nice person to be around, or whatever the mm-hmm. ego story is, 
I have the ability to experience who I authentically am and engage from that place. It's such mm-hmm. a powerful place of freedom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's wonderful. And just a last thing. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to go be with my family. Uh-huh. And so here's another tool yeah, that will allow me to really be with them. That's right. And, you know, Catherine, so I think the point you're making for us over and over again is I don't have to be ego. I don't have to be with ego. I can be with authenticity that is Catherine and therefore the authenticity that's available and can be with everyone else. Because the only thing we ever are is with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or with ego, of course. But then, you know, it's where the attention is, basically. Right. Yes. All right. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. That's funny. Uh, You know, we talk about there's no self and other, Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. just it. We're only ever with ourselves. Yeah. That's that's it. (laughs) We're making the whole thing up. And when we're identified with ego, of course, it makes up ugly stuff that makes us and everybody else unhappy. And so when we realize there isn't anybody else, it's just me projecting all of this. Uh, or, so or ego projecting on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. All right, here's our next caller in our live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hey, this is Ann calling from the Bay Area. Can you hear me? Perfectly. Oh, What's great, Ann. Ann. Oh, I'm so so blessed to be on the call because I feel like I need guidance. So I was practicing yesterday. I was in a driving for about an hour with a friend and she started in on a very familiar, uh, uh, I guess you could, you could say it's the same old song, but she was talking about how she's not happy in her marriage. And so I was mm-hmm. silently reflecting. Well, she started out saying, I had this really interesting dream. And then she just went off on all these you know, other things about her marriage. And so I was silently reflecting her and I, I noticed this huge reaction in me, like, you know, you know, I, I don't want this to be happening or, you know, I, this, she is, she, you know, she does this all the time, you know, blah, blah, blah. so I was reflecting her and does I, does she I, think this is new? Does she yeah. think uh, this is new and interesting and entertaining information for me? Is that what she's thinking? <laughs> so I just felt like, I mean, I, I felt, I, I, it's interesting. I go to feeling like a failure. I mean, I was aware of my reaction and I was reflecting that to myself as I was reflecting what she was saying. I, when I was just really just sitting there, if anybody was watching, it would have been, I was listening, you know, but I was listening to both her and my reaction to her. And at Mm -hmm. some point I said, Mm -hmm. um, I did reflect at some point I said, Oh, so you feel like you don't know how to get your needs met in the relationship. And I think that's about all I said. And then at some point I did say, well, you started out saying you wanted to tell me about a dream, but I haven't heard about the dream yet, or I don't know what I said. And then at the very end, you know, she talked for a very long time, and then she said, wow, I've been talking a lot. <laughs> I mean, so she was aware of that. <laughs> but I just, I, you know, I don't know. I was so, um, I guess I didn't want her to be saying what she was saying, and I didn't want me to be saying what I was saying internally. You know what I mean, Cherry? Anyway, I'm just like, Wow. And somehow this connects to what was mentioned in the workshop yesterday when somebody was talking about the hand towel. You know, they went on retreat and the hand mm-hmm. towel was, and, and, you know, because they cared about the hand towel, they folded it, but then there was all this judgment about, well, don't these people care? And, and I realize there's a part of me that thinks I should, 
I should do something about this, you know, to stop. I don't know. I, anyway, I'll stop. But I don't know if you can pick up Well, anything. now, Anne, uh, <laughs> at the risk of uh, being upsetting here, I, I, I project that maybe uh, she wasn't the only one on the drive identified with ego. Yes. Yes. No, and I was aware, I was aware of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which which is really helpful, isn't it? Because yes. and and to me the really helpful place is if I say, "Oh, I've seen this about myself." Uh and uh and I don't want to be that way. Yeah. I, I want to I I don't want to be that way. I want to change that. I want to fix that. I want to do something about that. Well, we know what a great position that is for ego because yes. ego, of course, is going to make you feel bad for being that way and then come up with a plan for you to fix yourself and then yeah. uh, work that plan and have you feel like a failure. But to be interested in it, okay? Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, that thing we've been kidding about, you know, I'm prejudiced against prejudiced people. Uh, yeah. that, that's the only group I'm prejudiced against. So, or my friend who said, uh, you know, if somebody else's, conditioning triggers your conditioning their conditioning is not your problem right and so there there she is in this um uh kind of stuck identified with ego place and then you get in a stuck identified with ego place in reaction to that yeah so there are these two gals driving down the road both of them having the exact same experience <laughs> Right, but we're not meant to see that, Anne. Yours is supposed to be different. Yours is you're able to see her, and you can you can actually probably you could tell her how she needs to be different and how to fix her life and what she could do. And so, if we bring that back to that, is really helpful to see. That is really helpful to see. Is that what you said? That's right, because yeah. I don't even yeah. know what's going on with her. No. Right? But I know what's going on with me. <laughs> so I'm stuck in this place in a story about how it should be different, yeah. telling the same story, feeling the same feelings about how it should, okay, this is really great. This is where I want the attention. This is where I want. What, what, what is actually going on here? Which I would uh, think, you know, as a long-time practitioner, you're going to schedule another car ride with this gal <laughs> because you can count on her to do her part in the right. workshop. Right. Right? And yeah. then you get to be in that place of koan, which is what, what is what is going on here? Because you've already seen how this maintains ego in you. Yeah, so can yes, you, yes. Yeah. So can, can you I, be with that? Can you be with that and see the next layer? Yeah, yes, because what I go to is, okay, I know I'm identified. It's, I don't want to be identified. It's wrong to be identified. How yeah. do I not be identified? Which is, just keeps That's me exactly right it. there. That's exactly it. That, that is ego's best, most fundamental maintenance system. There's something wrong with you. Let me show you what it is. Let me give you a plan to fix it. Let me make sure that that plan never works. Feel bad, feel guilty, stay stuck. That's ego's kind of baseline MO, right? And you've seen it. 
Yes, you've seen it. So that's good. I know. So Sherry, I'm okay. So this, okay. So I'm. I don't even have to get in a car with her. I can just go on a walk with her, and she'll start in on her her story. That's right. And then and then that that's will right. trigger my story. And, and you so, will start on your story. Yeah. Uh huh. And then yeah. you, what you're saying is to just. Yeah, this is where I get so I'm so then I okay. just there. All right. All right. Let me let me give you another big hint. Okay? okay. Let me give you another big hint here. All right. There's this thing that's really important in awareness practice called humility. Yes. Yeah. And so we can be very judgmental of other people as a way of not recognizing that we are projecting them. So there, it, the bottom line is there is no her. There's only and. Uh-huh. And that's where ego is doing all the judging. Because as soon as you can get rid of her, this other person, then you're left with and feeling bad for being how she is. And that's what you have to get to the other side of. Because it doesn't have anything to do with Anne. It's all ego. Uh-huh. And, okay, I hear all of that, Sherry. And so then, so when I'm in that situation, what am I looking at? What am I looking for? What am I, I'm just being You're, with. That's exactly right. You're watching awareness. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you're going to see the next step. Aha, aha. Yeah, it's not. I can't be outside of the moment and see it. I have to be in the moment, be with That's it. Exactly right. Yeah, accepting everything yeah. It is. It's what Mike, Michael started us off with. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I have no clue, right. and that's a good place to be. Thank you. That's a perfect place to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Ann. Go happy. Go Thanks, happy. Ann. Oh, the places an exercise like this can lead us, huh? I know. Goodness and gracious. I really. I really appreciate people being specific. Yes. Uh, right, right uh, Sherry, because we have so much to learn from, especially in this case, in these cases. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no theory involved here. No. Right. This is a, if you want to hit a home run, you got to, you got to practice swinging at the ball. <laughs> yes. All right, let's squeeze in one more caller. You're now live on the air. All right. Please introduce yourself. Hey, this is Dan in Minnesota. Hey, Dan. Hey. So, gosh, so much on my mind now from everything everybody was just saying. Um, well, you know, one thing. <laughs> okay, so one thing I'm, I'm seeing in this exercise, and I love that we came back to it, um, is that you know, for you, on and off for years, I've had a practice that I called listening as if I were going to reflect. And what I'm noticing is that um, that was aspiring to be this exercise, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good because, <laughs> uh-huh. because it was easy to, to intend to do that mm-hmm. and then do it or not do it, but not even know if you did it. That's right. Oh, you're, right? that's exactly the point, that the structures that we need to support us have to interrupt ego. Yeah. And so I could, I could you know, 
get all centered and get all zen and be all ready to listen. And then, you know, and then either I would or I'd get identified or whoever knew, right? Whereas with this one, the internal reflection, I know if I was internally reflecting or not, right? Either I thought the words or I didn't. And there's no question about whether I was doing it or not. And so it's, um, it's super helpful <laughs> to have that feedback. Is, and what I meant by uh, exactly, Dan, it's binary, right? You either did or you yeah. didn't, which is why right. when we make commitments or agreements, we, we are encouraged to make it in a way that ego cannot have a conversation about it. And it's the point that you're making that's so subtle that our, our default is to go unconscious for attention to wander as it will in meditation, which is why we come back to counting. There's some yeah. way by which we awareness we need to come to awareness that we've gone off. And that's why we have the structure. It's really what a practice is about, a setup that supports us in knowing that we're not aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's been, and having that, you know, there's right now there's, there's big family content, and, and this is actually a process I've seen before where if there's something big going on and, and, and kind of hard in one part of my life, then um, in another part of my life, it's very hard to hold attention on it. And it's, mm. it, it's not, you know, in my case, it's not because it's not as though my attention at work keeps drifting to my family situation. It's that, um, but I notice that when there is big stuff going on, uh, my attention at work will drift to remembering a movie I saw once mm. or, you know, it's just harder to, to focus on anything. Um, mm. And so having this practice to alert me when I'm not, paying attention and then give me a way to get back in right uh, a way to a thing to do that's going to put my attention back where I want it um, is uh, has just been um, just been lovely mm-hmm. yeah so to notice a process that if there's anything big going on anywhere it actually affects the ability to pay attention right because there's reverberations and it's not that it goes to the content but you're in the process of uh, huge huge content that is attempting to compel the attention no matter what you're doing and so the ability to have something concrete to put the attention on is really really helpful yeah yep very much so so that's a lot of gratitude you know i mean it's like there's there's been in in all the calls i've heard this morning i've been you know i've had my own content that mirrors it very closely and i'm nodding right along and i don't have anything to add um, other than, um, uh, you know, other than to be grateful that, you know, we're all, we're all going through the same thing. Yeah, that, that, that we're all going through the same thing. We can support each other. And that itself is a structure, right? And just as a reflection is the ability to stay, to have attention here while you're in the middle of content, there's a way in which having this kind of forum for all of us to come back to is a way to get, get us all collectively back to what's important for us, right? What we care about, what sustains us, what is, our, what is truly us. That touchstone of attention is also so important as we make this journey. And you know, Shwini, that reminded me of something, um, uh, which I, I, heard, I heard this years and years ago, and every now and then it'll occur to me, and I think, oh, I should bring that up in group. Um, and then I never have. Um, but now is the time. So when I was... Um, uh, I, it was maybe 10 years ago, maybe more, 15, I was out for a run, and I was running by some woods, and there were some kids playing by the, in the woods. And I heard one of the kids shout to one of the other kids, meet you back at headquarters. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought of every adventure movie I've ever seen. And there's just the spirit of like, we're these heroes. We're going to go out. We're going to do amazing things. And we're going to meet back at headquarters. <laughs> and I thought, that's it. That is what yes. we're doing in group. Um, and it just made the, it, it just put it such a, 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 a fun shine on what we're doing here. And, uh, and you're saying that about getting back together with this touchstone. Mm. Reminded me of that moment. So, mm. so good well, to good to check in. Image. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll all go out and, and meet yes. back tomorrow. Good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. So, <laughs> thanks. Exactly. Ben. Perfect. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of the show, Sherry. Fabulous. Good. Love it. I think we Love might it. have to have a new call sign. Meet you back at the headquarters. Uh, yes. Meet you back <laughs> so at headquarters. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Go happy. Take care. Go happy.